and a happy new year everything's new there's a new track there's a new intro there's a new uh, bit of artwork for the podcast and if you're in the uk there's even a new lockdown i know right <laughs> new year same old problems but you know what we were chatting with our limitless staff team the other day and we were just saying man we really want to kind of double down on helping amazing youth leaders like you to serve the young people where you're at this year we hope that the limitless leadership podcast might be a part of your leadership journey this year and before we get into today's conversation a great one to start off the new year by the way about the new landscape of youth ministry with Pete and Laura Toggs from Hillsong Global. Uh, I wanted to let you know about Limitless Leaders. It's coming up real soon on the 26th and 27th of January. Two days online helping us to prepare prophetically and practically to do youth ministry in this new world. And you are so, so, so welcome. We've got some really relevant sessions, a youth ministry stream, a leadership stream, as well as a children's ministry stream. There's an opportunity for you to book a one-to-one consultancy session with somebody from the Limitless Leadership team as well. So to see the full program, uh, the incredible lineup of genuinely world-class speakers and contributors that we'll have coming to join us online, just check out limitlesselim.co.uk forward slash leaders and, and you can get your tickets there as well. Really hope to see you there on the 26th and 27th of January and really hope that that serves you in your leadership but for now let's get on with the podcast absolutely delighted to have the global pastors of Hillsong uh, Young and Free they they lead the the Young and Free worship team you'll be familiar with load of their tracks new album just out recently as well their husband and wife they are parents to to willow and jack uh, so we want to say a really uh, warm limitless welcome to pete and laura togs welcome guys hey Tim. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for joining us today guys we really really appreciate it listen before we uh, get into this conversation today which is about the new landscape of youth ministry in this post-covid world uh, tell us just a little bit about uh, about yourselves about what life is like for you in in sydney well right now we are going into warmer weather which we are pumped about now our winters here are nothing compared to your winters <laughs> but uh, it's, it, it, our winters are probably similar to your summer but we are <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah we're about to see a change in season which we're pumped about but look during covid quarantine we've been um plugging along we've transitioned to obviously online church it's been a treat not having to do too much homeschool we did homeschool for about you know a few weeks thank god here in australia our government was like no they need to be in school (laughs) and i was like cheering we were cheering because we are not gifted at that um and uh yeah it's been pretty cool Uh, look a little bit of our story and then um feel free i always talk um but a little bit of our story, you know, I kind of kind of grew up in church. I saw Laura when I was seven years old for the first time. And, uh, you know, she didn't notice me, though, till she was 19. He fell in love. 
He says he fell in love with me at seven years old at football. Our brothers were playing rugby together and we were in the playground and he remembers what I was wearing. He remembers I was eating an apple and uh, apparently he fell in love with me then. That is that is a beautiful story, but, but but you didn't notice him until he was nineteen. So I was nineteen when I noticed. <laughs> exactly, no big deal. <laughs> but yeah, we have, as you said, we have um three beautiful children: Jack, Willow, and only nine months old, yeah. uh, Lola. So yeah. oh, amazing! Well, congratulations. Thank you. So if you hear a little baby, she's over here hanging out. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> hey, well, guys, look. If I could just put your mind at ease. Um, so my wife is a is she's a primary school teacher. So she teaches uh, reception in year one, and she said with the whole homeschooling thing that trying to teach our own two kids in our house was harder than trying to teach her whole class of reception and yeah. year one kids. So don't feel bad because we struggled okay. as well. And I've got a professional in, in my oh, home. Good. Yeah, good to know. Good to know that <laughs> we're not the only one failing. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it definitely made me question my like parenthood. And, you know, like I was like, man, I, I full on don't know how to, even the questions they bring to you from school. I'm like, I don't understand what this question's about. Like, yeah. I, it, so. <laughs> I was doing okay until until I had to do some year one maths, and then I was struggling. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Oh no, my hat goes off to them. They've been really, really good to us uh, this COVID season, and um, yeah, good kids, good kids. Well, it's been it has it, it has been a weird season, hasn't it, with uh, this whole COVID thing and the pandemic and. I think the first time, certainly in my lifetime, where there's been a like a a global crisis, where you know right. everyone on every continent of the globe has been experiencing the same challenge, and not experiencing it in the same way, but experiencing the same challenge. And I, I'd love just to hear, you know, we're going to talk about the new landscape of youth ministry and and, and what youth ministry, what you think youth ministry needs to look like on the other side of this, but. Before we do, maybe I'll come to you, Laura. I'd love just to hear a little bit about what your experience of doing youth ministry during lockdown has been like. Like, so, so were there some things that you tried? Like, I'm, I'm sure I know I did. I'm sure we all did. That just really didn't work, and it was like, well, worth trying, but we won't do that again. And were there some things for you that you you, you tried, and it just it just worked really, really well? Perhaps even some things that you was so good that you would continue to keep doing them even as we begin to be able to meet in person again yeah well we uh, as when when covid hit uh, we moved online almost immediately i think it was within a week or two weeks we had completely set ourselves up online um and to be honest though i feel like like it kind of forced us into this place where we should have been already because we live in a digital world and, um, you know, things like social media, it's not, this is not new ground. This is not new territory for the world. So I think in that sense, it was really, this has been really good for the church to kind of get on the page with the times that we're living in um, and move things online. And um, and we've had a really great experience uh, for the most part. I think um, it's really challenged our team um, in terms of like just um, building content and engaging with young people um, virtually, <laughs> like online. It's just, it's been 
an incredible challenge. Uh, in terms of things that didn't work, can you think of anything? Oh, I feel like we are <laughs> kind of guessing it as we as we go, yeah. honestly. Because, um, you know, something we always say with our team is there's no blueprint to leading in the 21st century um, in a pandemic. Yeah. And there's been no map for this. And so my heart goes out to any senior pastor, any leader, any youth pastor, youth leader. Yeah. Because what do you do in times where there has not really been? Like there's a word that's been thrown around. And if I had a dollar for every time I heard this word, I would be a millionaire. It would be the word unprecedented. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. So true. So true. Live in these times. And so yeah. all of us are kind of working this out. We're working out what works, what doesn't work. Um, to say what we have found that doesn't work, um, yeah, it's hard because I feel like we're, we're not going to know. Like we're 26 weeks into our online platform and definitely there's been some segments that haven't worked. There's been some elements within the program that we're like, oh, let's scrap that. Um, we've been doing um, one of the segments that we've done in our youth programs has been pranks with Pap, who Pap is, I don't know, he's like one of our singers, uh, part of Young and Free, um, and he will call up and he will just, you know, obviously prank well-known people within our church, within our sphere. And he um, he did one that is amazing, which I'll send to you later. You can have a look at it. But he, he pranked my dad um, and... He pranked for him. all those watching. Her dad is the eagle, Pastor Brian. So, My, yeah. <laughs> and um, so that didn't go down too well when uh, when we talk about things that that didn't did it go not. Well. <laughs> did that it was a little bit of a fail. There was a um, there was another week where one of our values as a youth ministry is definitely you know hero of the week, which is making heroes of young people. So we thought we'd right. come up with a great idea, sending out live. So our, our, our online program happens live. Yeah. And so right. everything happens and what you see is what you get, right? So we sent out um, Pappas again and um, one of our team, Tyler Douglas. And part of Hero of the Week is you, you live link to someone who's out there yeah. in the neighborhood on their phone, yeah. go to the young person's house, social distancing, door. knock on their door. Yeah. So they knock on this door. <laughs> We're in the studio. Um, Tyler and Pappas are out there in the neighbourhood looking for this kid, Kai. And, and they have their guitars because the, what they're going to do is, like, finish finish the song lyrics. So they were going to sing, like, an open, opening line of one of the songs and then the person on the other side had to finish, finish the song. The song. Yeah. <laughs> so we're there. They're in the neighbourhood. They're like, we're out the front of Kai's house. That's the kid's name. We're out the front of Kai's house. Let's go Hillsong Youth and go and meet Kai. Can you finish the lyrics? Camera, guitar. Camera. Spotlight, everything. They go up, they knock on the door. This couple opens the door. Um, this couple opens the door. Kai's like, hey, is Kai here? The couple's like, what? They're like, Kai, do you have a son named Kai here? Meanwhile, Pappas has gotten the music and the acoustic going. And they're like, do you have a son Kai here? They're like, no, there's no Kai here. We had got the wrong house. Kai was over the other side. So good. Was, <laughs> on the other side of the road going, I'm over here. Yeah. Kai, yeah. Kai walks out and is like, hey, guys, I'm over here. Uh, so, all that to say, look, there's definitely been some elements within our programs that haven't worked. But I think one thing we've tried to establish from the very beginning is, number one, connection. Yeah. yeah. Number two, consistency. Um, a consistent turning up, meeting young, you know, young people, whatever that may be, whether it's Zoom or online. But I think connections. And I think what COVID has done for all of us is really reevaluate, okay, What's important? Yeah. What's yeah. important? Yeah. And so for yeah, us, 
ask that que- asking that question has been helpful. And and we even when things go back to normal, I don't know if normal will will ever be as we knew it to be uh, going forward. But we definitely want to keep online youth as an option. Um, and one of the right. things that we've loved is like just hearing the stories of kids who haven't been to youth in a long time for whatever reason, but they've reconnected again. They felt like it was just a uh, like a um, I don't know, just a, a good bridge, like in terms of where they were and where they want to be um, in the interim. It's just been something nice to kind of just bring them back and open the door for them to get involved in youth again. Um, and a lot of kids as well who, uh, for whatever reason, they're stuck at home, they have illness or, um, you know, social disorders or whatever it may be. Um, those sorts of testimonies have been coming coming out as well. And so that's been a huge blessing for us. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if, if if you guys have found this with, with doing youth online, but one of the things I found both kind of with local youth ministry, but also uh, we, we found it when we did Limitless Festival online as well back in August, was that the young people seemed uh, almost uh, more willing uh, uh, and quicker to open up and to be vulnerable because there's this sense of almost like, being able to hide behind your your phone screen or hide behind a keyboard and not not have to look that person in the eye whether it's through our online prayer rooms or or chats or whatever that they felt able to open up in that sense in a way that it might have taken them longer to do so you know face to face in person just because of the intensity of that and because they're so familiar with that communication online as well is that something that you guys have found with with doing youth online certainly i've i found that in my experience yeah no doubt i i I think um i think in our context here in sydney australia i think young people in general um they're they're willing to open up but no doubt i think walls definitely come down where online because you're you know you're behind a keyboard the sad thing is that is people um you know use that to uh their own advantage or disadvantage depending how you look at it you know keyboard warriors the great thing is we have a filter (laughs) that filters you know what in terms of young people just being young people but um i definitely have found that that young people are definitely willing to open up a a little bit more um and the feedback from our own youth leaders is that you know the zoom hangouts and that it's it's definitely been um if this is a word, what's the opposite to intimidating? Unintimidating. Um, but yeah, it's safe for them to share. And, mm. and, and the truth is, you know, we're, we're in our early 30s. Um, we're still young. I can't believe I just told you that. But hanging on, hanging on. Hanging on for dear life. But, um, you know, the, the truth is where we are, um, we learnt um, how to, you know, use a, our social media. Social media was introduced when we were in our young adult years, our early young adult years, for young people, this has been a part of since they were yeah. born. Yeah. So to, to really understand that for them, this is this is nothing completely new for maybe Lauren, you know, the likes of myself, this is yeah. something, because, you know, what do we call it? Um, that young people are digital um, natives, yeah. right? Um, yeah. This going online was never a massive change for them apart from physically being in the room, which mm-hmm. is nothing yeah. like being in the room but we have to remember this is actually normal for them this is how they live their life and so yeah sorry i've steered in another uh, 
Yes. You actually reminded me a couple of weeks ago, we did a, a, a theme of um, dreams because we just were having this conversation, like are young people still dreaming? Like, do they still have hope for the future? We're living in like crazy times where yeah. um, it's difficult to see into the future and like, and yeah. have that sense of hope and have that sense of like, what are the plans and the purposes, you know, for us personally, what does that look like in terms of our dreams? And I just found with that, um, when we when we spoke on that, Pete spoke so beautifully and we did a really special like anointed item, but the presence of God was so tangible through the screen. It was absolutely beautiful. And the response that we got from young people just like, you know, like just kind of in the comment section saying, this is what I'm dreaming of. This is what I hope for. But also, like you said, just being really vulnerable um, and just being honest with where they're at. It was it was pretty amazing. So I think I think you're right. I think there's something about them being in, in a safe environment, in the safety of their home, still yeah. being able to engage. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So good. Uh, you touched on something there, Laura. And I wonder if I could just ask you a question from from a leadership perspective. We've got leaders watching uh, and you, you, you touched on how it's just so difficult to predict the future. You know, yeah. it, I, I don't know about you. I'm, I'm the kind of person who likes to think, you know, one year, three years, five years ahead and dream and imagine and, you know, work towards, you know, fresh vision. But we're living at a time where, you know, literally it's difficult to predict one day from the next. From a for a leadership perspective, how have you found that? How have you found that you've been able to lead in this time when when that kind of future casting and, and vision casting and, you know, driving for something in, in the mid to long term is just very difficult to do? How, how, have, you, how have you dealt with that as leaders? Mm. You want to I know I didn't, I didn't prep you with that question, but <laughs> it just came to me. Yeah, I think like... Um... Look, I think there's things that that um, are unchanging. And I think for me, I'm like, my signature verse um, has been in Isaiah, Isaiah 42, where it says, behold, for I am doing a new thing, says mm. the Lord. Um, yeah. And it's uh, roads, roads in the wilderness, rivers in the desert place. And I just kind of got that. Um, like kind of revelation that that if God is doing a new thing, which he is, God is doing a new thing, then he's also making a way. Like if he's doing a new thing, then it's making a way guaranteed. And so for me, I think like I've just been encouraging young people to hang on to hang on to hope and to understand like wherever they're at, whatever they're facing, God is making a way and he is doing a new thing and he is in yeah, control so and he is good yeah. and he faithful um and even though these are new times for us like you said like history will tell us there have been you know things like this that have taken place before um but for our generation this is brand new and um and so i think we've just got to keep on remembering like we will get through this and the world may not look like it did before but um but there's there is still hope and there is still so much in the future and we've just got to hang on to to the truth, stay in the word. Um, and for me, like, there's just nothing like digging deep into the presence of Jesus at the end of the day, like that's what it's all about. And that's, that's where, um, that's where we get, um, our security. That's where we build convictions in our lives. Like that's yeah. where, um, we understand like who we are. And, um, and so, yeah, I think, I think, you know, you're right. Like we can't, 
we can't predict uh, what the future looks like and I have no idea what it looks like. And at this point, I don't think anything would surprise me. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, nothing would surprise me at this point. But um, but I just know, I, I feel like I'm always going to err on the side of positivity because I have this trust in God mm-hmm. um, and a good God who has good plans for us. It's so good because... Well, I think one thing that this season has done, it's just totally broken that illusion of control, hasn't it? That sometimes we think we have as leaders. So that's such a good encouragement and a reminder just to press into God's presence and just to keep trusting in him who knows the beginning from the end. So, so good. Uh, Pete, I wonder if I can ask you, because you you touched on something earlier where you said like, what's happened for you in this season is you, it's really highlighted to you what's important. And so I wonder if I could ask, you know, what are some of the ways that maybe God has changed your thinking about about youth ministry during this period of time? I wonder if, are there any things for you guys that um, perhaps they were kind of commonplace for you in, in, in youth ministry in the pre-COVID world, but actually you're feeling like maybe it's a time to, to, to leave some of those things behind or to reimagine some of those things, you know, step, as we step into this kind of new world? Yeah. It's a great question. It's definitely to, to, to answer your question is this. Yes, uh, it has definitely made me rethink things, um, reset some, um, you know, some ways of thinking, um, you know, in the lead up to before COVID, you know, I was actually, if I'm honest with everyone joining in right now, I was actually in a season where I was like, man, I, I really want to, um, I want to keep redefining youth ministry. And as I'm sure many of you pastors and youth leaders would and redefining you know whatever that looks like in your context in our context you know we've been doing not the same thing but kind of like the same kind of vibe every year and I, I was just uh I really feel, felt to to just redefine youth ministry well little did I know God was listening to my prayers <laughs> and handed me that on a silver platter to redefine as I'm sure many of us are doing right now what youth ministry looks look like and like kind of Laura's saying you know that new thing we're always looking for the new thing but for us it wasn't so much the the new thing as in you know obviously online somewhat new but I I think God wanted to remind us not even just of the new thing but the new thing was found in what's the main thing I don't know if that makes sense to you but um the main thing, and I think what has caused me to rethink youth ministry is going, okay, what's the main thing? What's obviously Jesus, obviously that discipleship, but what's the what's the main thing? What's the reason behind what, why we do everything? I always say to our youth leaders, if you don't know why you're doing something, then why are you doing it? You know, in terms of whether we what we do in a program, what we whether that's a tribal wars, tribal challenge, or an item. Um, in the ridiculousness of youth ministry and the organized chaos of youth ministry and how it should be the fun and the spontaneity, um, you, you need to answer the why behind what you do. What this season has really caused me to do in terms of resetting and rethinking is going, okay, what's the main thing? And like I said to you, young people want to know they belong to something. They want to know that they're a part of something. They want to know they're in a community. That's why I mean, here in Australia and I'm sure in the UK, there's young people who are, you know, joining, clubs and gangs and blah, you know, the list goes on because young people want to know that someone believes in them, someone that, you know, um, sees more in them than they actually do. One of the signatures and one of the, uh, um, what's very much a part of our our DNA as a youth ministry is we, um, you know, gold diggers. We're all about 
um, seeing the gold in young people and yeah. digging that gold out. That's, that's the value. Good. That's you know, developing leadership, you might call it, in your youth ministry. Mm. But in, in all these things, and I'm only listing a few things from, you know, how do we develop young people? How do we make sure young people feel like they belong? Um, in, in all of that, it's really caused us to, to really ask some questions. So long answer to a short question, I think when it comes to, um, you know, going to online, thank God, in some ways, COVID's obviously forced us to all change, catch up, um, what, whatever that looks like. But I think it's been really helpful for us to really address, okay, what's, what's really important. Um, and so when we first went into COVID, the first thing we did is I made it very clear with our, our youth leaders, all right, these are the two main things because there's a lot of messages out there. And I think, feel like sometimes within leadership, um, there's so much out there, it gets lost in the clutter. So I said, these are our two main things of youth ministry. Online, uh, three main things. Online, youth engagement, which is Friday night for us. Discipleship groups, we call them RDG, radical discipleship groups, Bible study groups, and leaders meeting. Those three connection points I want everyone focused on. And so everyone focused on Friday night engagement, leading their young people weekly, uh, Bible study groups, and leaders meetings. And that leaders meeting is those leaders meetings are, are really about recentering for our leaders and ensuring that we, we know where we're headed. Um, and I'll finish by saying this is that we're, I, I'm not naive to the fact that we're in a season. We're just in a season. This season two shall pass. I don't know how long this season's going to be, but we're in a season. So let's not wish this season away. Let's make this season the best season that we've ever had in our youth ministry. And um, sorry, I, I know I'm kind of talking here, but like, I felt like, 2020 started for us super early in terms of 2020 being the crisis year. <laughs> we went into our summer camps and our summer camps are in January. We had bushfires break out all yeah. over Australia. Yeah. We actually had to adjust and change straight away when it came to 2020. And I felt like when it came to what we do now in terms of changing how we do things in 2020, I feel like we kind of got on the front foot because we had to change our summer camps and what that looked like and everything. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I love what you said there, Pete, about making sure you know the the why behind the what. And I think just, you know, this would be a, a great exercise to do with your teams. Why don't you take everything that you do in your youth ministry, what you've done now, what you've did before, and just ask that, why, you know, why did we do this? Yeah. Why, why did we order our nights like this? Why, why, why did we have this Bible study group? Why, why did we do these tribe wars? You know, why, why do we run our Friday nights like this? Yeah. Uh, because by asking that question, you may, I think you come to one of two conclusions, don't you? You either go, there's a really good reason to do this. So we need to make sure we keep doing it. Or you go, well, maybe we just did that kind of because that's what yeah. we always did. Yeah. And so th that's a great thing to get rid of and, and, and to rethink and reinvent, isn't it? So, so I just want to, yeah, I think that's a great in encouragement. I just want to encourage I, teams to do that. Yeah. yeah. If I could just add as well, I think another Please. question to ask ourselves as well is, is it working? Because we might have a good why and we have the what, but if it's not working, then like, then there's no point. You know, I think, I think um, I often say to our leaders, I'm like, look at the young people, like actually watch them, see if they're responding, um, see how they're responding. For example, like if you're doing a fun skit or whatever it may be, and we're doing it because we want to engage with young people and yet they might be tuning out or whatever, then it's not working. So we have to then pivot, adjust. Um, and I just think, 
especially as we as we get older and stuff, we just have to um, remember what the why is, but also um, we have to rethink and reimagine then what it looks like in order to uh, for it to fulfill that that why that purpose. Yeah, yeah, so helpful, so yeah. helpful. Thanks, Laura. <laughs> well, our time is nearly up. Sadly, we could talk yeah. for so much longer, but let me just ask ask one final big question if, if I can, and that is. What do you think God is up to in these days? As you talk to kind of your your youth leaders, you know, in, in your churches all over the world, uh, mm. and as you spend time in God's presence, what is it that he's doing? Where do you, where do you see the future? What, what are some of the things that you'd maybe really encourage us as, as youth leaders and teams to, to focus on as, as we seek to reach and disciple young people in, in these days? Yeah, it's a great question, and it's that million-dollar question, which I don't think anyone, any one of us could, could really answer. What does the future look like? Yeah. I do know this. It's no doubt God holds the future, and he knows the future, but what he does is he asks us to, you know, he entrusts us with just today. He says, you know, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Just be yeah. diligent with what you have today. Something I'm always talking to our youth leaders about is just simply being faithful and diligent with what you have right now, whether that's a career, whether that's a bunch of teenagers or, or kids or young people, whatever that looks like. And you may not know what the future looks like ahead, but just entrap, be be faithful and diligent with what's in your hand. You know, our senior pastor usually says, if you want to accomplish what's on your heart, you know, the future, what's ahead, the dreams that you have, then just be faithful and diligent with what's in your hand. If I could say this, I think in a time right now where injustice has been amplified at a whole nother level and thank God for it because no doubt I think God's seen this injustice whether that be you know you know racism or what's happening around our globe and you know I know here for Sydney it's not just an American problem or you know um, that side of the world it's 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 prevalent here and um, you know with everything happening with that conversation I think it's all coming back to God's heart for people Mm -hmm. you know people of all ages people of all colors god's heart is for people if you're a youth leader here if you're a kids leader here you know our job is to impart into the next generation you know my heart is that one day one of the proudest moments for me is saying you know we've been a youth pastors now for over a decade but i love seeing young people that we have youth pastored and discipled one of the proudest moments is to see them in family with their you know with their church uh, in church with their family with their young baby walking in and knowing that we had a part to play in that because you know for us it's not just about growing youth ministry although that would be great it's about changing and reaching a generation and so i think in all of this in the resetting of where i really think this COVID season and this global crisis, no doubt it's caused us to reset some things. But I've also been reminded, be careful what you preach to your young people. The reason I say this is you tell them to change the world. You're the ones, we're the ones telling them to stand up for what they believe in. We're the ones teaching them every week, every youth, hey, stand up for injustice, preach, you know, stand out, live out your calling. And then they do. And then sometimes we go, whoa, 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 whoa. We kind of get a bit intimidated and upset by that. But, you know, um, I'm not here to plug protest or anything like that, but I see our young people turning up and they're, and they're, 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 they're yelling a message that is so dear to them and something they're passionate about. Yeah, that's good. And rather than get angry at something, I go, you know what? 
we kind of taught them to do this, standing up for what they believe in, standing out. You know, God's called them and use them. And they, and I just say, and I'll leave you with this, and then Laura end it with some great wisdom. But I just think your young people are listening to your lives. They're listening to the messages you preach. You may feel like young people aren't listening. Don't underestimate the power of the now and just being faithful and diligent with the now because you will see fruit in that. And, and I just say the, the messages that you preach about standing out and, you know, speaking up and blah, 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 they're listening to this. Um, and I would just say what you do now will be echoed into the future. Yeah. What we do um, doesn't fall on deaf ears. And I just think, I don't know what the future like is going to be like, but I do know what we have right now is so, so, so imperative and Great. important. Um, yeah. Reminder. Yeah, and I would say that, you know, just teach teach people to love Jesus and show people what it is to, to live a life um, surrendered to Jesus and surrendered to his glory. And I believe that um, that God is doing a beautiful, miraculous thing in the world that we're, in the world that we're living in um, and hold on to hope and uh, dig those deep wells and um, mm. keep loving Jesus. Uh, guys, I, I love what you said there, Pete. You, you talked about... You know, our, our focus is is on people and to love people. And Laura, you said about teaching people to love Jesus, and I really resonate with what you're saying there because I I really think there's an invitation from God in these days for us as 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 youth leaders, ministers, and teams, just to that that simplicity That's of it. loving people and making disciples. Because we can get like you touched on it, we can get really really busy, can't we? In youth ministry, we've got these you know, crazy programs and it takes a lot of energy and effort to try and like turn those things over. And it's not that there's, it's, that's wrong in and of itself. That's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is there's an invitation, isn't there for us in these days to the simplicity of loving people, loving Jesus, helping our young people to love Jesus, that simplicity of making disciples which is where it started, which is where I just believe Jesus is inviting us back to again. Isn't it? Isn't that the truth? And like, you know, we get to be a part of conversations like this all the time and no doubt people turn up and, and, you know, they've got the notes like what's the big profound list of how to run a youth ministry. But it always comes back to what you're saying. Profoundly simple. Jesus, people, discipleship, community, belonging. And it's kind of like I sometimes feel like I let people down because I'm like, (laughs) that's what it's about. There is no like profound formula. It's just people, Jesus, discipleship. And it looks different, you know. So Mm. I think you sum it up beautifully, Tim. So, yeah. So good. Well, guys, I just want to thank you for your time today. Laura, can I maybe ask uh, us to finish? Would you just pray for our leaders, youth leaders and teams? I'd love it if we could just conclude with you. You're praying over these guys. All right. Lord Jesus, we just thank you so much for this time together. I thank you that um, that there uh, are all these people in the UK um, and beyond who are passionate about young people and who are passionate about your cause. And, and right now, I just pray that we would have uh, those eyes to see, those ears to hear, the, the, that heart that understands uh, what you are doing, Lord God, um, that we would be sensitive to your spirit um, and that we would be Uh, anointed um, as we lead young people, Lord Jesus, uh, for your glory, Lord, um, that we would um, see young people rise up who who love you passionately, who are devoting their lives uh, to you and you alone. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. 
Thanks so much for listening to the Limitless Leadership Podcast today. I hope that that conversation was as helpful to you as it was to me. And hey, don't forget, 26th and 27th of January, it's Limitless Leaders Online and you are so welcome. It's going to be two days of relevant conversations about where youth ministry is right now with world-class practitioners and thinkers. And it's going to be interactive, so loads of opportunity for you to ask your questions of our guests and to other youth leaders who will be with us as well. Let's let's learn together. It's hard right now, isn't it? It's, it's a super challenging time for youth ministry, but I believe that together we can find away. So head to limitlesselim.co.uk forward slash leaders where you can see the full program, you can get your tickets, you can book in for a one-to-one consultancy session with somebody from the Limitless Leadership team if that's going to serve you in your youth ministry as well. And hey, I know we're in another lockdown, but keep going. Don't give up because what you are doing is important. I cannot think of anything more important that you could give your life to than passing on the gospel to the next generation. So I want you to hear the commendation of the father over your life today who says to you, well done, good and faithful servant. I'll see you at Limitless Leaders and I'll see you on the next Limitless Leadership podcast.